Incredible edibles start with Loran. Professional bakery emulsions, super strength flavors, and candy mixes from Loran make it easier than ever to create your own delicious edible experience. Bite Me listeners in the contiguous 48 receive 15% off their order at loranoils.com. Just enter Bite Me 15 at checkout. For listeners outside the 48, email customercare at loranoils.com for a list of distributors and retailers near you and tell them Marge sent you. In this episode, I have Keena Moffat back to talk about her new culinary cannabis course. And you should listen in if you're looking at changing careers, pivoting in your current career, or perhaps just looking to expand your skill set. Welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles where I help you take control of your high life. I am your host, Marge, and I'm super thankful that you're here. And I think you're going to enjoy this, even just to learn about some of the opportunities that might be out there for those who are really interested in edibles. So... Today's episode is a little bit different. I have returned guest Kina on to talk about a new culinary course that she herself designed. Kina wears a lot of hats and she's been pretty busy in the last few months since she was on the podcast last fall. This new culinary cannabis certificate course is what she's here to talk about today. And if you've ever thought about changing careers, like I already mentioned, perhaps you're looking to pivot in your current career, you're already in the restaurant food industry, and think you might want to do something more along the lines of edibles, or perhaps you just want to expand on and improve your own skills in the kitchen, then this course might be for you. But don't take it from me. I'm really happy to have Kina tell us all about the course, why she designed it, who it's for. And I ask her a lot of great questions, which she has ready answers for, and it might just help you out. So listen up. And if there's any questions that I don't ask, she is happy to answer questions for you. So you can always hit her up and I'll just link to all that stuff in the show notes as well. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Kina. All right, Kina, I am so glad to have you back. And the reason we're talking today is because you have some exciting new things to share with the Bite Me show about edibles listeners that I think some of them will be very interested in. As someone who wears many hats, you've now gotten into, I guess, course creation. Would that be the best way to describe it? You tell me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, first, thank you for having me back. It was so much fun the last time, and I'm just excited to be back this time. And I guess like I said, I would call it education. Um, I was already kind of baby-toed my way into education for home cooks. I have a class on Teachable um, for like home cooks who want to learn, but this time it's um, very institutional. So I'm working with um, a cannabis business college, and this course is for people who want to be in the cannabis industry. So it's very exciting. Right. And that is exciting because like you said, you have the class on Teachable, but now this is for people who kind of want to level up their skills and get into the industry. The first thing I would wonder is, do students have to reside in the U.S. or is this for people outside the U.S. as well? No, they don't. Not at all. Because um, 
well, we always get used to saying nationwide certification because mm-hmm. a lot of our folks are here in the States. But yeah, I mean, it's a professional um, certification and the school is accredited. So um, this is a certification that you'll leave with and be able to add immediately to your LinkedIn profile or to your resume. Um, but it's not specific to this country. Okay, that's great to know. And a professional school designation is always nice that when you're putting out some money for education like this, that you will have yeah. something that you can put on a resume, a LinkedIn profile, like you said. Uh, I do know courses start each Monday, and so that means somebody could just enroll on a Monday before the following Monday, I guess. So if you're listening to this on a Thursday when the episode goes live, they can register by Monday. How long does it take the average person to complete the course? So the program is structured to be four weeks, but it's self-paced. So okay. you have, so it's really on um, your own schedule in terms of how slow or fast you complete the assignments, the quizzes, the studying. Um, it's just a four-week window to get all five or six modules completed, but you can do so on your own time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the school does enroll on a rolling basis. So every Monday, um, new students are added to the course. So whatever, like I said, whatever day that you um, enrolled, you actually enter the class that following Monday. And if you do it on a Monday, you'll be in the course that Monday. Okay. That's good to know. And four to six weeks. So if somebody needs a little bit more time, is that something that's allowable? I have not encountered that. And so I would have to actually ask the school. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't foresee them like shutting you down and you right. haven't finished and you pay for the course. Yeah. But certainly um, those would be probably more extenuating circumstances where you would want to reach out to me as the instructor mm-hmm. or the administrative team at the school and say, Hey, you know, I just had something come up and I wasn't able to complete it in the four weeks, you know, can I have an extension or something mm-hmm. like that? I'm sure. Yeah absolutely you'll be able to finish like nobody's going to take the money and run right, right. <laughs> if you're like no i didn't finish you know module whatever um so but yeah the the intention is a four-week process okay and it sounds like then most people are quite easily able to finish the course within the four-week time frame yeah for yeah. sure okay is there any kind of special equipment that students should have prior to starting the course um well it works on mobile devices because we use a educational platform called Moodle, like, like Poodle with, with an M. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Moodle has an app. So what I have noticed just since the class started um, earlier this month is that anybody who's like on an iOS device or they have Safari as their browser, mm-hmm. they seem to have a little bit of glitching. So we just recommend that you use like Google Chrome or you use the Moodle app. Um, if you're going to be on potentially an iOS mobile device, but it's um, very accessible to anybody on desktop or mobile. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I guess, and I wouldn't have even thought to ask that because when I was asking about equipment, I was thinking more in the kitchen. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Is there any kind of like kitchen equipment that somebody might, it might be good for them to have to get started? Well, just like your basic cooking stuff. So, you know, granted that the industry is expanding, so there's all kind of fun stuff like infusion machines and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, this course is fully intended to teach you how to do it with just your hands and pots and pans. Right. So um, we will just kind of briefly touch on uh using infusion machines, if that is something that you want to kind of progress into, but they're very expensive. Mm -hmm. So um, you want to be empowered to know how to do it with your regular old pots and pans. And that's what, you know, is taught in the class. Yeah. And that makes sense to me too, because some of those infusion devices are like a nice to have in the kitchen, but certainly not necessary. And it's, I always love to tell people like, yeah, it's great to have a magical butter or a Levo or whatever, but you can make any of these infusions with, like you said, a pot and a pan and a glass jar or whatever. So you definitely don't need special equipment, but um, are there any particular prerequisites for taking this kind of course? 
Um, from an educational standpoint, no, but just from a baseline knowledge place, I would say, um, just knowing something about cannabis is helpful, but mm-hmm. I do spend the entire first module um, with introductions to the endocannabinoid system. So you learn how cannabis works in the body, learning about um, terpenes and learning about cannabis concentrates. Um, so there is going to be, it's definitely available for somebody who's like brand new and they're like, I don't know very much about cannabis. But mm-hmm. I mean, when I designed the curriculum, it kind of had an assumption that you knew something, but it does, definitely does teach from the bottom up. Um, from a cooking perspective, you do not need to be a chef, although there are many chefs who've enrolled in the course because they want to pivot their career mm-hmm. to cannabis. But um, as long as you have some basic cooking knowledge, like if you've, um, you know, just cooked at home, that should be enough because we're going to cook. Cu- cover like culinary basics, knife skills, um, culinary terminology and things like that. So that first module, when you enter the course is definitely going to be like your baseline foundation. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it sounds like professional chefs totally welcome using it to pivot their careers, like you said, or someone like myself, who's not a professional chef, but I've spent lots of time in the kitchen and yeah. know my way around it and stuff. So it'd be basically for both both sets exactly. of people. Yeah, exactly. Now, when I was looking through the modules, because I did have a look through the course outline, which is available online and will be in the show notes for anybody who's interested. But there was something there that piqued my interest, which was the recipe challenge. And can you <laughs> talk a little bit more about that and what someone might expect? It sounds yeah. interesting. Yeah, for sure. So about two thirds or three quarters way through the course, there will be a recipe challenge where um, you go online, you find a quote unquote like sober recipe and you convert that recipe to cannabis. So you need to make the entire recipe, photograph the the end product so that you can upload it to your assignment. Um, and then it's your job to explain how much THC went into the meal, um, how many servings is in that meal, um, and then how many servings per dose is in that meal. So it's really putting all the the paper knowledge and the studying into actual action that you do understand how to take a basic recipe um, with general information and convert that to an infused recipe. Okay. I love that because I do that a lot myself. I find a recipe that I think looks delicious and convert it into something infused. And that, yeah. that way you're also cooking or baking something that you love to make, which makes, I think, making infused recipes even more fun. So that's a, that's a great idea. I really like that. I think you talked about that too, when we did our podcast before about just cooking what you like. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best part. That's what makes it the most fun. I mean, especially because I find that dispensaries can be limited Mm -hmm. to snacks and kind of on the go things. So when you talk about wanting to actually eat like a meal or something that is your favorite, um, if you have any dietary restrictions, like, you know, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, keto, you know, it becomes very difficult to eat out. So once mm-hmm. you become empowered to learn how to infuse the meals that you actually like to eat, I think that is probably the best place to be. Yeah, I totally agree. Take control of your high life. That's what I like to say. And I do work in a dispensary and I know exactly what you're talking about because edibles, there isn't too much beyond like the beverages and gummies and chocolate. And, you know, you don't always want yeah. that. And they could be lots of sugar and you know, all that stuff. So yeah, I actually did a, I was doing a room on clubhouse yesterday and we were talking about uh, cannabis edibles and keto. And it was like, you know, if you're on keto, nothing in a dispensary is really going to be at your disposal because everything is sugar based, mm-hmm. um, except maybe with the exception of some companies that do mints and gum. Um, but we were just talking about how there's a hole in the marketplace for like low carb, low sugar options, and really trying to figure out what to bring to the market. 
Yeah. And I'm sure there's tons of people. In fact, I know there's tons of people that would be very interested in that, even not from a keto standpoint, but just from the standpoint of having edibles with healthier ingredients in them than what you yeah. might find in typical dispensary edibles that are available. So um, the one thing that really interested me as well is you do talk about in the course outline about the future of edibles. Yeah. And where do you see the future of edibles going? Well, <clears throat> well, it's like, oh goodness, so many places. <laughs> <laughs> um, the course when, where it touches on is more from um, like a technological or um, scientific perspective where kind of the great, you know, new thing in cannabis is nano emulsifiers. And, you know, that's just a fancy scientific way to kind of say small particle or water soluble. And if you've been cooking with edibles, you, you know, or cannabis, you know that it's fat soluble or you can, you know, um, extracted with alcohol or something like that. But with this kind of new um, water soluble kind of ability kind of becoming more widespread, I think the possibilities are endless because now you're not trying to figure out how to get a fat necessarily into a meal or a product that you want to develop. You can, I mean, really, you can make anything now. So it's really exciting um, from that standpoint. But as a whole, I see the cannibals edible sector um, branching out significantly. So we're going to see, see things like food trucks and restaurants and, you know, our version of Starbucks and um, retreats and hotels that have, you know, amazing restaurants that serve edibles. So I think, um, you know, on our side of the pond, we're waiting for <laughs> for federal legalization to be able mm-hmm. to really branch out hardcore. But I think just like as it becomes more um, socially acceptable to consume cannabis and um, the discretion that you get by using edibles in particular, mm-hmm. I think we're going to see, like I said, just the possibilities being endless. I think in 10 years, there may be somewhere with the drive-through yeah. <laughs> that, had, that has infused food. Yeah. And that would be amazing. I still, like you said, I think that's a little bit far, far away yet, as, even in Canada. I don't know if that's going to be happening just yet. And we still have this ridiculous cap on the potency of our edibles here, yeah. which is kind of, for some people, it's just not enough. So I mean, that's a whole other issue, but the nano emulsifiers or water soluble piece is pretty interesting too. Is that something that really has to be done like in a lab? Can somebody do that kind of thing in a kitchen pretty easily? Or is no, it a lot no, more complicated? Yeah. yeah, that's definitely a um, a lab thing. Um, I don't foresee anybody who's just not a chemist in their own right being able to come up with nano emulsified cannabis. So that's going to be something that you have to get um, from somebody who's a manufacturer and, um, you know, producer of that specific product. I think I'm pretty sure Ripple is in Canada. Yes, um, they are. And they are one of the first to do like a water soluble um, powdered distillate of cannabis. Um, so, you know, more and more brands and companies are, are, you know, finding out about it, doing their own research and coming out with their own version of that. So I think it'll just become more widespread. But I mean, I know a decent amount about science and math and, and cannabis edibles. And I wouldn't know the first thing about nano emulsifying cannabis. Right. Yeah. It's a whole other thing, right? I've used, I have used those ripple powders too, and they are, they're great because they're flavorless. Um, yeah. You can put them in anything that you want. They're really convenient. I just find personally from a home chef perspective, they're a little expensive, but I agree. Yeah. It's yeah. very interesting that you talk about that as the future, because obviously all your students are going to want to know what are they going to do with all this knowledge, but it, there's, so much in the hospitality space and everything that 
they can direct their energies towards in the near future. So that is pretty exciting. And you know what, that's probably one of my favorite parts about the course is because Mitchell School of Business has partnered with Greenleaf Staffing. So um, what that means is that Greenleaf is consistently um, recruiting for the cannabis industry. So they've partnered with Mitchell School on these courses so that once you receive your certification, they can then package and pitch you for the positions in the industry. So um, upon completion of any of the, the Greenleaf courses, you have job placement assistant through Greenleaf Staffing. So, you know, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure, um, what their reach is in terms of Canada, but for sure in the States. And even if you just go to the website, greenleafstaff.com, there's a like, you know, um, open jobs or positions or something like that page. And it just shows you like everything that they're recruiting for. And there's a ton of like kitchen manager, edibles, um, associate, all kinds of stuff like that. And then other, um, you know, jobs as well for different courses that the school offers. So I think that's really exciting because I think for me, I'm a very analytical person and I would be trying to figure out what is the return on my investment because I'm Mm -hmm. like, the knowledge is great, but it's like, you know, right, like what do I do with this when I'm finished? And I think it's pretty cool that they offer the job placement assistance in the industry with people who they know are hiring and people who trust the school's curriculum to know that you've learned everything you need to learn to be really valuable to that organization. Right. That's actually a really good point that you bring up because it just all like it means that as soon as you're done this course, you can start if you want to right away, like getting the return on your investment, like you said. And it's not just money that you're putting out in the hopes that you might get into the industry one day. You've got yeah. these folks behind you that are willing to help you find that next job. So that is really great. Finally, Kina, why should someone take this course? Oh my gosh. Well, I, <laughs> well it's like an interview question. Yeah. Uh, like, why should we hire you for this job? But um, I, the way I explain it to people when they just ask me about it is it is a three-part combination of uh, cannabis understanding and infusion, culinary basics and business school. So, you know, it's really for my entrepreneur folks as well, because um, toward the end of the course, you'll learn how to write a business plan and a pitch deck. And we really dig in about um, the regulations and um, FDA approval. If you're specifically over here um, in the U.S., we'll talk about... um, what else? Like, oh, what is it? I'm trying to think. Oh, consumer packaged goods, learning how to mm-hmm. price a product that'll go to retail. We'll talk about food costing. So really, you know, if you are wanting to branch out on your own and get your own products or services out into the marketplace, there's a whole section for that um, that's combined. with It's not just learning how to infuse cannabis into food. Um, and then, like I said, if you are someone who's looking to do it as a career and potentially work for someone else, it, there's all that um, food safety knowledge. We make sure that you're prepared to um, get food safety certification in your, you know, municipality. So for us in the U.S., kind of the gold standard is um, serve safe. Um, so, so you're prepared once you finish this food safety module to literally go and take the course. I mean, to, to go take the test to be certified in food safety. And that is something that you can't work in any commercial kitchen in the U.S. without having food mm-hmm. safety uh, certification. So it's really preparing you holistically to get into the food industry instead of having to jump around and take this course and that course. I mean, it's 
pretty all encompassing if I, you know, could pat myself on the back. <laughs> myself on the back. And I tell people like, you know, what you're getting is for, for, you know, the price of the course is my six years in the cannabis industry. And then, and as well as my business degree in accounting and finance, all smushed into a four week course so that you don't have to, you know, take as long as I did to get where I am or, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, look all over the place to kind of learn information. It's all in one spot. Right. And that's great. And I also like the part that you mentioned about being able to do the pitch deck and write a business plan and price your products properly and be able to work in a commercial kitchen. I mean, all those things sound like things that you need if you're going to be getting into this industry in that capacity. So, yeah. And for sure. I, I tell people all the time, like, it's not, I know people get focused like the cannabis industry, but the reality is when you decide to be in the food or edible sector of the cannabis industry, you're a double, double regulated. Food is already highly regulated no matter where you live, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of, you know, nutrition facts and allergen warnings and understanding food safety and compliance. We already had that if you were in the food industry. And now you're adding cannabis to that product that you are already working with and now we're double regulated. So you really need to fully understand how to work those things together. Yeah, that totally makes sense because like you said, all the regulation can make it can make somebody who's get trying to get into this sector, it can be overwhelming sometimes. And just having somebody who's extremely knowledgeable like yourself showing you the way, I mean, why wouldn't you want to do that. <laughs> yeah. And, we, and I do have office hours. And then we do, even though it's self-paced and online, I do have a weekly live course. So a live okay. session. Yeah. So um, that has been really fun. We've done two of them so far. They're Wednesday evenings. Um, and, except, and they're not, it doesn't matter when you join the course because they're not necessarily in the flow of the modules. They're about um, current right now, industry specific information. So like say yesterday's conversation, we really dug in to cannabis marketing and cannabis edibles marketing and all the kind of hoops that we have to jump through some of the barriers and challenges and also some of the best practices. So um, it's one of those things that's kind of exciting because you do have the static information in the course that you'll t- you're taking, but you do get a chance to talk once a week with your other classmates, ask questions, um, and really just bounce new ideas, you know, off of each other and stay current on what's going on in the industry. For instance, um, just this week, uh, Michigan is allowing people from other states to actually bring in um, infused beverage options and get licensed. And that's pretty different. Um, most states here in the states are operate, you know, just within their own silos. Um, and you have to kind of be a resident in some of those places. And Michigan reached out and was like, hey, you know, that shows the level of hunger for this market, but they're even willing to accept out of state applications if you have an, a really good infused beverage idea. So um, just being able to stay abreast of things like that in the industry at large is, is a, a huge part of um, showing up to those live sessions once a week. Yeah. And that totally makes sense. Cause like you said, we're pretty much just at the forefront of this new industry and it's just going to be expanding even more. And once the U S gets that federal legalization, things, things are going to change and happen very quickly, I imagine. So, for sure. and as far as you're concerned, I mean, you've written a cookbook, you've been doing my antidote TV on YouTube for a long time. So you're very comfortable in front of the camera and your videos are fantastic. So I imagine the live classes would Thank be you. a lot of fun. So For anybody out there listening, everything's going to be in the show notes, the links to the course and the program outlines, you can check it out. And I'm sure people, I can put in some information about you, Kina. So if somebody wants to reach out and message you, 
then yeah. you'll be available for questions. Like, and they can said. absolutely email me anytime. My uh, email over at the school is kmoffitt at mitchell.education. So yeah, shoot, if you have any questions, feel free to shoot me an email. All right. I'll make sure I get that in the show notes. And I think that's it for now, Kina. Thank you so much for taking the time to tell us all about your new course and best of luck. Thank you so much for having me again. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I'm like, once when COVID goes away, we can finally see each other in person. I know. I look forward to that so much. All right. <laughs> take care, too, Kina. All right. Kina's great, isn't she? I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you found it informative. And while you might not be looking to upgrade your skills right now, or you don't need to take a course like this, maybe you know somebody who is interested or who might benefit from learning more about it. If you know somebody like that, please share this episode with them. And of course, the links as always are in the show notes. And I'm going to make sure I include Kina's email address that she left. So that if you do have any questions that I didn't cover in this episode, you're more than welcome to send an email to her there and she will happily answer those questions for you. So I believe that is it for this week, friends. Until next time, stay high.